Are you struggling to make a podcast? You don't have the content? Well, let me help you. This is THD Country Nerd 252. What I did, I was in the same position, just struggling, didn't know where to go. So I found about the Anchor app. The Anchor app was simple. Download it from the iTunes app or Google Play. That way, our Anchor it allows you to create content, record the podcast, and it easily help you distribute to every podcast platform. Take it from me, easy content. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Country Nerd 252 Podcast. Here I am being animated again, but you know what? It's my podcast. I do this shit. But let's get into this. Ladies and gentlemen, the Celtics and Warriors. You know, this has been the most interesting series, but even though it's only two games... It's really been blowouts. I mean, the first game, you know, it was back and forth. Then the Celtics just blitzed the Warriors with a 40 to 16 in the fourth quarter. And the Warriors lost 120 108. And the godfather, Al Horford, hit clutch threes, made defensive stops, hit some easy buckets, some assists. You know, I like calling him. Al Horford, the Godfather. You know, you do this to me, I'll go get Timmy. Now go get Timmy, go get Jimmy. And I'll put their heads and send it to the mother. Sorry, I had to do my Godfather impression. You know, I know Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart are the faces of the team. But Al Horford is really the leader. You know, he's been in the NBA for a while. It's his first finals appearance. He been a, he's got a lot of playoff experience. So I just feel like he's that one guy who can change the whole series. I mean, Brown, Tatum, and Smart are going to do their thing. It's just Al Horford, to me, is the key to this series, as you saw in Game 1. Now, Game 2, the Warriors blitz the Celtics. In the third quarter, I mean, Curry was hitting threes, Thompson hitting threes. Then, my God, there was a Jordan Poole showing. And you can tell that game was over when he hit that, I say, maybe that 46-foot three and just rainbow and swish after the end of the third quarter. I mean, Boston looked discombobulated. Like, when everything went wrong, they just threw in the white towel. Like, you know what? We quit. We're going to Boston. So let's take our chances. Now, you know, at the first two games, what I learned is, you know, in general, experience will always triumph over youth. Because in moments, in a clutch situation, an experienced team will do what is necessary. When they smell blood, they will continue attacking like sharks. Or they will continue to put foot on their necks. But with you, but with youth, you got fresh legs. You know, you gain some new experience. And sometimes experienced teams can get real cocky. And young teams can expose them, you know, and catch them slipping. And they don't know what to do. Now, the Warriors are a shoe-boating team. 
They are front runners. And trust me, when they get caught slipping, all that shit, boom, goes right out the window. And I don't think Boston is the right team to be showboating against. Because, yes, Boston, for some reason, has struggled at home in the playoffs. I don't know why. They play better on the road. So, if I was Golden State, I would steal at least one of these games. Hell, both. But, we all know the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead in the NBA Finals before. And can you just imagine what would happen if they go up 3-1 against this Boston team? They blow another lead? That's going to add more credence to the argument is Golden State is a much better team with Kevin Durant. And that's going to hurt Steph Curry's legacy. I mean, two blown 3-1 leads on the cusp of winning your first finals MVP? Really? I mean, now people already question the 20, you know, your 2015 title. You know, no Kyrie, Kevin Love was lost in the Boston series. And you beat him in six. Then with a healthy squad, you blew a 3-1 lead. Now, we can get into semantics all in Game 5. If Draymond Green played in Game 5, they probably would have won, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, you got to close that deal. You're up 3-1. And you lost that game. You had Game 6. You got blitzed. Game 7, in clutch moments, you just didn't show up. LeBron made that block. Kyrie hit the shot. It was over. So you go get that six, seven foot monster, and you repeat twice. It gets hurt, lose six games to Toronto. So it's like this is your chance to prove that you can win without Kevin Durant. That your first title wasn't a fluke. Your other two titles won't because of Kevin Durant. You can also prove. That Kevin Durant made the wrong decision by leaving Golden State. So if I was Golden State, I would literally think about that. Yeah, y'all celebrating doing all that because you won. You put Boston in this place as it got cocky after game one. But it's time to get serious. Because Boston is no team to sleep on. Despite their youth. They got a damn good coach in Ime. He won titles with the Spurs. He's coach under Greg Popovich. So I'm pretty sure that Popovich experience is going to help him in the NBA Finals. And Steve Kerr, who played with Pop, knows that Popovich probably gave him a couple of knowledge here and there. So this coaching matchup will matter. Now for the Warriors. And I don't know, I filed a police report, I don't know, Amber Alert, CSI, I mean, any, uh, any base you can think of, FBI or anybody, where's Clay Thompson? I mean, when is Clay Thompson going to show up? You can't rely on Jordan Poole all the time. 
because this is his first finals and eventually he's going to come and go. Steph Curry's going to have his moments when he comes and goes. Draymond's going to be Draymond. Are you sure you can trust Andrew Wiggins in this kind of moment? I was Clay Thompson. I would show up. Because all Golden State need is one game six Clay. Just go off. Now, I understand he's basically about 70 85% of himself coming off torn ACL and this year towards Achilles. So he's still getting his legs under him. But I'm pretty sure Clay is good enough to have that one game to say, hey, I must have forgot who I am. Steph Curry may be the greatest shooter that God ever created, but uh, I'm not far behind. So, Clay Thompson, you're going to have to show up because you are the key to the series. Even though Draymond is the engine of the team, he can defend all five positions, he can run point, but, it, it, but it's really you. Because one performance from you can offset a lot. Because everybody remember game six against Oklahoma City. He hit those threes. Then Steph Curry came along. You know. So he has that capability. But we'll see what happens in game three. Now Boston. You don't want to take that risk of losing at home because it's going to look very very bad and who knows y'all have a great young team and if you keep losing all these games you know management is going to do what management does they're going to make adjustments whether that be players or anybody else management was going to do what management do all management don't give a damn how talented you are. They want that chip. So that means they got to sacrifice or gut some of your good players, your role players on the roster for the one player who could change it, make the difference. They will do so. So the Celtics, you are playing more than for an NBA championship. Just remember that. Who knows what they can get in free agency? I mean... Who knows? I mean, you could get Donovan Mitchell. I mean, he's already upset that Quinn Snyder stepped down. He may want to leave. You know, you never know who you can get. I don't know. Maybe Zach Levine. Who knows? Hell, maybe they'll trade for Kevin Durant. Who knows? But anyway... We will see what happened in game three, and then we will go from there. Now, if you agree with me or disagree with me or what I said about this series, you know what to do. Hit me up on my Twitter and hit me up on my Snapchat. I'd like to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Remember, continue to spread love and positivity. Never let society dictate how you should think or feel. I am Teej. I am is out.